you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this. I appreciate it. I appreciate the love always, man. So, man, I started this podcast because I wanted to celebrate people that I feel like are living legends, people making legendary moves. You somebody that I've looked up to since I was uh, very, very young. Um, always. My- so you, you bring all those old niggas on there and make us feel old? <laughs> That was in diapers. You was doing your funny stuff. You was at the top of your game when I was in diapers. So now that you're about to, you're looking at the grave. <laughs> that ain't true, and man. I'm in, I'm in my hot years. I was wondering. <laughs> that ain't true, man. But I mean, you somebody, you know what I'm saying? Growing up comedically, you somebody definitely, definitely when I was trying to get my comedic chops up, somebody I looked to. Um, and what I always loved about you as a comedian was I didn't feel like you were stealing from other comedians. Sometimes you'll see a comedian, you could tell like, okay, Eddie Murphy came from Pryor and Pryor came from Cosby. And you could kind of see where these other comedians come. Now everybody come from Chappelle. Every comedian you see nowadays, you could tell the lineage is Chappelle or Chris Rock. When I saw you acting on Wayne's Brothers, it was your own original take. Uh, and that's something that I admired about you, even as a when I was in diapers. That's something that I <laughs> I'm talking shit. But no, honestly, where did you get your comedic style from? Was it did, was it watching your brothers or how did that develop? You know, it's funny. Um, I think our family, we have a certain sense of humor. So it's not from any particular brother. It's kind of like our our humor came from my father's silliness and my mother's biting, truthful mouth. And each child have a different experience with those parents. And then the multiplication of like life really creates your own voice. I have nine brothers and sisters. We're all different, but our humor is similar, but we're all different. That was the long, why it took me so long to do stand up Cause I didn't want to come out the gate doing stand up because I didn't know my voice. I knew I was different, but I didn't want to. Damon was doing stand up. Sean was doing stand up. Keenan was doing stand up. Kim was doing. And I was just like, yo, I want to be different. So I started acting. And when it came to comedians, I never looked at Pryor and was like, I want to be like him. I go, I like how physical he is. Um, I never looked at Chappelle and was like, I, I want to be as smart and bitingly funny as he was. Of course you do. That's a great skill set. But I don't want to be Dave. I don't want to deliver like Dave. I don't want to deliver like Rock. I don't want to. They're all great. My brother Damon is incredible. Eddie Murphy's one of the gods. I I don't want to be like nobody except me. And I've always, my whole journey has been fighting for my voice, my individuality, my, with all my peers that I've come up with. I'm different. I I don't want to be like them. I don't want they rose. I'm happy that everybody's selling out their concerts. I'm happy that everybody's doing what they do. I'm really happy with the journey God gave me. I got the scenic route and I'm just collecting smiles and I'm just getting better. And for me, a, a compliment to my originality and my voice, I do so many voices that you can't pin me on a voice. Right. I don't have a, I don't have a stick. I don't know where the fuck I may be going. I'll be talking to you here one second. Next, next thing I know, nigga, I'm, I'm dropping over the character. You know right. what I mean? And I jump from that character, then I straight jump into this one. And it doesn't matter to me, because I've worked so many different angles of original Marlon. I don't even do like an impressions like that. Right. I, don't, I never been my thing. So for me, 
I told Jay Farrell, who I think was one of the greatest impressionists in the game. I said, nigga, when you gonna do me? He's like, I'm still working on that. It's been five <laughs> years. Yeah, I haven't seen the Marlon Wayans impression yet. Well, he tried so, to, he tried to do you on that. that. Then y'all went, y'all battled on that, um, that, that, uh, what was oh, that? Rap that yeah, rap battle. Yeah, but got a little serious on that. Well, felt like you can't put any two niggas with punchlines in each other's faces with literally no referees, right? No whole bars. And Jay is serious about rap like that. Like, nigga, to me, I'm I'm joking. Right. <laughs> this, this nigga writing bars. Man. I'm yeah. just like, all right, well, I guess I'll write some punchlines here and there. And you know, in any rap battle, it's gonna get tense. You ever see two two dudes on that show that was they in each other's face? Oh, I gotta kill you! I eat your kids. I don't mean that shit, I, nigga. I saw Jay, and you know Jay's younger than me. You know what I mean? And you know, I don't take none of anything serious. I'm, I like I said, I'm very comfortable being my own person, being my own original soul. I don't have writers. I don't. Like like that. When it comes to my my stand up, my voice, I do my own shit. I love the art of writing. I love giving niggas punches because I feel like that makes me a better writer. And so with with that rap battle, that was all punchlines. I took that nigga to dinner like six months later. We had a show together. Oh like, good. On, let's go to dinner in Chicago. And it's like a little brother. I'm not. I ain't beef with no nigga in this game. For what, man? We all got too what? much to do. And you know I what? like Jay, and I think Jay is talented and he's funny. I met his parents. I just saw his parents on the plane. I'm like, I ain't got no, <laughs> I got I hugged his mama during COVID. I hugged his daddy. I said, What's up? Love your son. You know, great dude, talented. You know, he's a talented, talented kid. And I'm not, I'm not here to fight with nobody, nigga. You know me. I'm love. You are, you are all love. Hey. This is a question I I, I had because the first time I met you um, was at Marty's. Demores, Marty's, Demores. It might have been Demores, either De, either Demores or Marty's. It was one or the other. I want to say Marty's though, um, but I'm not sure. But that was at a point. I think that was before a haunted house, right? Yeah. And you know, outside looking in, you know. When we saw you show up at Demores or in Marty's, Demores was a pizza spot. It was like an open mic. Marty's was a, a open mic in, here in LA. You know where where were you at? And I know you was preparing for the Richard Pryor movie, right? But something I always wanted to ask because as a comedian outside looking in, we like, God damn, Marlon Wayne's at an open mic. Like, what's what's going on? Did he get fired from Wayne. <laughs> well, we did he, lose, we did he gamble away? Oh, <laughs> don't be a minute's money. But we, we but but honestly, because I I feel like it's important because I'm in a transitional period right now in my own career, and I don't know exactly where you was at in your personal career at that moment. But do you remember where you was at, like mentally, in your? I was like, I was like where you are, but even more accomplished, right? Because I was a writer, a producer. And a star, and a star, right? Like, and I had hits. I had Don't be a menace. Classics. I had scary movie. I had I had seven hundred and fifty million dollars of box office under my belt before I started doing stand up. I had five years of Wayne's Brothers. You know what I mean? Like I, I. So when I started stand up, it was for the prior movie, but really, I feel like it was God's 
way of, and it was also for a Behind the Smile, which was a movie I did with my brother Damon that I did out of pocket that he never released, which is a brilliant movie. Um, it's in his closet. And I go, Damon, you're my Oscar. Yeah, I got your Oscar in the closet, nigga. Just remember that. And um, I'm going to give it to my granddaughter, Amara, for her to do something with. What the fuck? All right. So um, it's a scary place. But it's a freeing place. You can't be afraid of the synapses that God creates. Because if you stay a student, you develop a better artist. I'm a better artist because of that gap between whatever what was ending and a new beginning I couldn't see. Right. In that shallow, in that, in that deep dive, it's black. You just gotta dive in and you just gotta swim and you gotta do the work. You gonna come up for air and you're gonna reach the other side. But what did you develop? Nigga, I grew gills. Nigga, mm -hmm. I, I, I grew a fin. That's what stand-up did for me. Right. Every time I go on this journey of see creation, most artists, they just create. I am what you see. I ain't that nigga. You know what I am? I am consistently, constantly developing and growing so you don't know what the fuck I am. Because I don't know what the fuck I am. I'm just allowing the mutations to happen from doing the work, my DNA, my immune system, my creativity, you know, my skill set. It goes different places uh, because of doing I learned to write movies. You know how hard it is to go from acting where I'm getting every audition. I got 90 percent of all my auditions. And I said, fuck this. I, I, I was supposed to be Robin. Like I was first black superhero. I was like, fuck this. Doors closed. Every time a door closed, I'm a kid. Anybody that don't I'm, know, he was supposed to be Robin kick. in the old Batman, the one with um, what was that was the one with George Clooney or Val Kil Val Kilmer? That was, no, that was with Michael Ke Michael Keaton. Let's get old school with it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, Michael Keaton. And then he chose yeah. not to do it because of the director. No, I think uh, he did do it. He just didn't do the fourth one, but the third one. Michael Keaton did sure. the first two. He did the the he did Batman and Batman Returns. Oh, then they, Tim Burton. Tim Burton left, and he might have. Right. No. And then, but Joel Schumacher wanted new people too. So I don't know. Um, I don't care. Right. You know, I just, whenever God shuts that door, I ain't a dog. I ain't going to be sitting there waiting for somebody to kick a ball for me to go chase it. Fuck you know what that, I think nigga. is, you know what I think I'm, is I'm funny. too busy making balls, nigga. I'm not worried about what balls people pop. People oftentimes relinquish their power and their control when, of creativity. Why are you waiting on somebody to make you? Fuck that. I'm going to make my own shit happen. Like even right now, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm learning new things. And I'm just like, yo, fuck this. I'm getting so nice with this stand-up shit for me. I know my next three hours. So I'm going to go out of my pocket and invest in myself with my excellence. And I'm going to go do my own fucking special of how I want to do it without any creative notes from anybody. Because I'm at that level where I roll the fucking dice. And if it Bruh. don't rock, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to roll the dice. And I put that shit on the internet. And I got enough fans that people are going to see that shit and be like, yo, that shit was dope. And it speaks to whoever for whatever. But you have to be somebody that's not afraid to grow. 
I ain't afraid of whatever pool life pushes me into. Okay, I'm gonna learn to swim. I'm gonna get better. Nigga from stand up to writing movies. I can write movies. I can produce movies. I started out producing movies and then I had to go on my own and produce smaller movies. I was got to budgets of $60 million with my brothers, $70 million movies. And then we stopped doing movies together. And then I had to start from scratch, haunted house, made that shit for a million bucks. Now I was making $70 million movies. I had to make a movie for a million dollars. That made me a real producer. Then I made my second one for two, made the third one for three, made the fourth one for 12, made the fifth one for 18. And now I'm on my sixth one that we just did for 50. So what did I learn? I learned that it's not about what you create. That's easy. The artist that you present to create that nigga, that's easy. That's why niggas come and niggas go. Can right. you recreate? Can you recreate yourself, your identity, all that you are? Can you gain a new skill set? Now I'm, I'm at a point, bro. Nigga, I got ninja swords. I got stars. I got guns. I got all kinds of weapons. I'm getting nicer. Now I'm working on my body. My drama is getting, my drama skills is getting sick. That's shit that people don't understand. The artist I'm developing into is some classic shit. Cause there's nothing, when you really take the journey of being true to your own self and being true to your growth, there is no artist like you. I could stand amongst my peers and I'm just different. Just like they're different. And our journeys to success, I don't want what those guys got. Right. I'll get there, I'll get there. Well, hold on, let me, let, me get, let me get something in. You, you touched on a few points and I don't want to brush by them because I think it's important for people to, to hear this. Number one, which is, and I, this is one of the questions that I was going to ask you initially anyways. You told me when you did your last special, you had to take out a joke, right? Me yeah, per- take out a couple of jokes. Me personally, one of the jokes that you told me was my favorite joke that you had to take out. And when you told me that, I was like, well, fuck, like my favorite joke, not even go be in the special. How did you feel and how do you feel about networks giving you notes on your art, on your stand-up comedy? I feel like, and I would tell everybody this. I feel like in order to be a, you can create your art. But when you have partnerships, and you have people that have outlets. Yeah, I could force my art down the drain of, your outlet. But I'd much rather it be an easy flow, right? They know what works for their network. So there's my artist instinct, and then there's their business intuitions and their business. Uh, they know what the fuck their business needs and wants. So as a businessman and artist, I listen to my partners that at the end of the day, we want the same thing. We want optimal success. Now we're betting sometimes my instincts versus um, your business ethics, because that's the culture of your, your, your distribution system. So sometimes I listen and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I go, you know what? I want to keep this joke. And they're like, yeah, but this one, this one, this one, that one bothers me. Take all four of those jokes. How do we keep this one? That's the one that's most important to me. Because sometimes when you listen to their note, 
they're known as about the lovability and likability. Sometimes as comedians, we go, we don't give a fuck. I don't right. give a fuck. But they're talking about an audience. Why do you want to tell a joke that's going to offend or uh, or or, or uh, uh, that's distasteful to a large sect of people all because you feel like as an artist, you just want to say it. I want as many views. It's all about your intention. All right. I want as many views as I possibly can. All comedians. I want to tell one joke that makes the whole world laugh. Mm -hmm. That's what we're working for. That's why we work on stage every week, every weekend, because I'm working my comedic instincts. I know I make people laugh, but they're going, I know that's going to offend this many people. And so I arrest that shit. Why? Because there'll be a place, a time, a forum, a uh, 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 a universal uh, growth in mentality where we go back to as a society not giving a fuck and being able to laugh at everything. Right. Where we're not so constricted. We'll get back to that. And that joke will always be there. But if you're going to be a good partner in this business, and I'm just, I'm not just an artist. I am a businessman. I am a producer. So you have to listen. And I'm going to tell you, young man, when you are, and I've learned from doing Wayne's Brothers, Marlon, Don't Be a Menace. I've been producing and working with studios and distributors and marketers for a long time. So they know what the fuck is going to work. They, they, so you'd be smart to listen. Now, do I like it? Sometimes I don't. But sometimes I got to trust their instincts over mine. And then sometimes they have to trust me. And coming together to have that, that honest trust where we're just going to let it flow, that takes time. And that's right. developing a system and developing a culture. And that takes um, success. And over time with success, then you won't have as many of those discussions. But whenever you're new with business partners and whatever, they're getting to know you. So don't just be an artist, be a businessman and understand that I don't mind. I write jokes. I right. can get rid of a joke and like it never happened. I'm not, I don't hold nothing as precious like that to me. I need this. No. <laughs> Why? Because I could write another one. That's all. I can write something better. There's something better. That joke that I should have put in there, there's a better place for it down the line. Now I'm going to do a, a special where I just don't give a fuck at all. And then, right. I, and then I pull that one out and I'll start with that one. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> shit, why didn't they right. do that one then? So right. never be, never hold on to material, bro, like that. Nothing's precious because you're not allowing yourself to grow as an artist. Well, this Even is also, failure, I heard, I heard grow a, as an artist. I heard a comedian that has a joke similar to yours. You was the first comedian I heard say this joke, though. I could tell he was working on this joke. And I was like, God damn, man, I wish Marlon would have had it in that special to cement it. But I mean, it don't matter. I mean, he might have saw me do it. He probably take I mean, it. maybe take it. Nigga, I'm, you can it's take a, you can take all shit. You can't take. The artistry. Mm hmm. I'm not holding on to any material. I got new shit. Life writes me new shit every day. I'm not holding on. I don't need bits. I don't need to go on a talk show and do some of my bits. 
I just want to go have a conversation. Let's let's see what funny comes out of this because that's right. creativity. Everybody gets so so hold like holds on to being this artist or holds on to this material for twenty years. I'm at this point now. Every two years, I want to drop a special. Why? Because it's not about the desperation. It's about me. I want to look at how I develop as an artist every two years. I get bored with material. I can't do five years doing the same set. Right. I feel like that's cheating the game to me because it's taking, I only got so much storage space in my brain, right? I don't have writers, right? So I'm writing all this shit and I'm performing it. Like it's I amazing. write new shit on the stage. It's amazing. I don't ever write it down. I'm at the Jay-Z point where I don't write my jokes down. I go premise, 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 premise. Let me go on stage and see where this goes. I did my special, uh, what's the name of the last one? I know, it I did, you know what it is? I did, I did Wokish the next week. I started working on brand new material, right? When I did, you know what it is? I did the special. Five days later, I was in Baltimore with a brand new fucking hour to work on. I didn't touch any of the material. I retired that shit. I get it out of my brain. Why? Because I only got so much storage space. And when you hoard your brain, all you're doing is stopping your creativity. I need to get shit in. That's why sometimes I write stuff down because it, if I don't, it, it, I get, I gets kicked out. I have no space for it because I'm always bringing in new shit. That's why I don't, I don't like remembering lines. I do a movie or I do a TV show. I remember the lines. As soon as it's done, I erase. It never happened. Ask me to do that scene again two weeks later. I have to relearn that scene. Right. Why? <laughs> I'm the because same way. for me, I only have but so much storage space in my brain. I'm a writer. So I'm a writer for myself and others. Nigga, I do a big verse. I'm only big enough. My brother. Nigga, that's the way I write. Like I hear you work with me on movie. I'm like, yo, say this, say that. Because in the, the house of the movie, if it's funny, the movie's funny. We all win. I don't give a fuck. I'm not holding on to material. How many times I'll be at the comedy club and they go, Justin, you know, it'd be funny if you did this. Right. And same thing. You'd be like, yo, man, that'd be funny if you did this. That's you're working on your your your, your writing skills. Don't hoard material. Write new shit. I've written so much new shit that I got I got six hours of material that I want to. I can shuffle a deck and be like, let's talk about it. And if I don't, then I can stand on the stage butt naked with nothing and create new shit based on my truth. I heard Chris Rock say that about people that do the same set for years. And he's like, yeah, them jokes got them to where they had in their career. And because they hoarded that material, that's why their career only went to that point right. in the career, right. in the artists that keep creating and keep developing yep. other material, that material will take you to the next level. I hey, this is was crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. Nobody. <laughs> nobody even seen my best me yet. Right. I'm right. putting it all together. I've seen what do you do I've, with the I've seen it. I've seen I've seen some I've seen some nights, man. And I don't think your best has been captured in, in your specials yet. Oh, I've, I've seen but, but Justin, I've seen that. those nights when you right you're on a whole nother level, a whole Justin, nother stratosphere. I'm, lear I'm learning right to put it all together. Here's what you learn because because you're watching the experience of me in creation. Now, when you actually go to film something, you learn shit. Right. I learned my first two specials. I did something very wrong. I killed on all those specials. Mm -hmm. Killed. Stand ovations rock. 
but I filmed an hour and 40 minutes. And I try to do like I do with my movies, which is put more and more jokes in. And the more jokes you put in, the more laughs you cut out. Mm, So if I let it breathe, your special can only be an hour. I filmed an hour and 40. So instead of taking big chunks out, I was trying to put more jokes in. Oh, okay. Which hurts the breathability of the experience. So I only did two specials and I'm glad I did two specials because I fucking learned so much. Now, next time I film a special, I am filming an hour. And whatever that hour is, that's what that hour is going to be. Hour of destruction. Cut five hour, five minutes out of it. Absolutely. Because I was trying to do more. But that's what you learn. Right. And if you're afraid to. That's why I say people ain't even see the best me because I'm putting it all together because I'm not just a nigga doing stand up. I'm not just the writer. I'm not just the producer. I'm not just a guy, like I, I'm in the editing room. I'm doing it all. So all these different parts of me are growing and learning. And then one day, boom, you put it all together. But if you wasn't afraid to go out there and do your shit, you couldn't develop. I don't give a fuck. Nigga, I've been learning and growing in front of America's eyes since I was 17 years old. Yeah. That's what people have not seen. As somebody that they've watched literally from the inception of starting in the business to the development of an artist through a 30 year period. I've done that under the radar as a star, never having the the moment where you're like, yo, he's that nigga. Why? That's what, that's what I want to talk to you about. Well, here's, it, here's that, why. Because <laughs> I've been I've been just one of them niggas developing in so many different ways that when my time comes, right, all these other niggas that I've created, all this other me that I've created from the dramatic artist to the nigga that could do multiple characters to the nigga that got multiple specials to the nigga that's written, starred, and produced multiple movies, nigga to it's all comes together and then it's like, yo, that's that's a beast. I want Not everybody next- to know, because I, I know Marlon, we know each other uh, very well. Uh, he doesn't feel he's ever been considered like that dude in Hollywood. Never. I don't want to This is what I'll I be trying to get him to understand. And I, can, I, I hear where he's coming from because he told me what he meant by that. And I want him to explain what he means by that. You have classics, bruh. They are, there are A-list comedians in actors that do not have classics under their belt. They have successful box office movies, but they're not classics. You have classics, bruh. To me personally, that supersedes whoever someone may feel is the top dude, bruh. You can't, because yeah, classics goes down see, in they're, history. They're, they're, there is no top dude. It's all a perception. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. So if you're saying that, then that, that still states my point then. No, no, no. There is no top dude, right? And that's what Hollywood has done to us for so long. Is we only think there could be one nigga at a time. But we're better, bigger than that. We're a bunch of artists that respect each other's development. And when we talk about being anointed or being that dude, it's when the industry finally goes, okay, we're going to bet on you. 
You're going to get the best scripts with the best directors, with the biggest budgets, and we're going to make this happen. You get the fire. We're going to put you in the biggest theaters with the biggest budget to promote this. Do shit. you feel you need that? Or do you feel like yourself? Do you feel like you need the industry validation or do you already know that you are that dude? Is what I'm asking. Um, because uh, to me, you are that you've been that dude. Have you watched Genius? Yes. Kanye. Yes. Right. I know what the fuck I am. OK. Don't ever think I don't know what I am. OK. I am not too humble to be like, nigga, I'm nice. Good. Don't, that listen, being said, do you feel like you need I'm the not, do you feel like humble, you need the industry's but, validation though? But, no, but did Kanye need the validation? No, that nigga was nice. That nigga sat there with most definite niggas and spit verse, and it's like, yo, that nigga right. sat there with Jay, <laughs> but he needed a nigga to be like, I see why he was screaming, you ain't got the answer, sway. <laughs> I get it. There's a Kanye in every nigga that's brilliant. Right. I know I'm brilliant. You just going, who's the deep pocket that's going to be like, nigga, are you sitting there going, nigga, I can make you a hundred billion dollars. I could knock on every fucking door in town and be like, nigga, look at my shit. I can make you a hundred billion dollars. Like, nigga, for real. And if you look at my career, I've made a lot of people a lot of money. Do you feel overlooked by the industry, though? But I am at the point where I am. I'm now at that place in the matrix where shit is moving slow. Not only gotta develop me, but I know when the next niggas is ready. I know what to do with the next niggas. Here's what we're gonna work on that. All right, be a little patient with that. Do I think I'm ready for that? Absolutely. If it was 10 years ago, nah. I feel like the artist that I have been developing to become has caught up with the businessman, has caught up with the writer, has caught up with the actor, has caught up with the, the 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 nigga who could actually put on muscle and keep it, who's caught up with a nigga with a beard, who's caught up to an older man who's more appropriate with a big female audience that understands how to not go but too far and pull back a little bit and be respectful, but yet still be edgy and crazy. There's a development of every artist and there's a time. And so, I'm not looking for opportunity because I create my opportunity. Right. But you do need the anointment and the attention of all those that are great in town because you can only do but so much by yourself. Right. So when you put this great talent with a great director, with a great script, in a great fucking, uh, what you call in a great movie with a great producer, we doing incredible shit. And do you not get we, phone calls? Or you oh don't no. or you don't get the phone calls you don't that you don't get the phone calls you really want. Or do I you get not phone get phone calls, calls you, at all? I be phone, I get phone calls you would be excited about. <laughs> right. <laughs> a Master <laughs> P movie, you know, I'll be <laughs> I'll be happy as hell. Get them calls all the time. Um but Shout out to Master P. I'm just talking shit, y'all. I mean, Shout out to Master P. P. You're a legend. You hear the Romeo gonna stomp you out. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't shit on nigga and be like, you a legend. Nah, nigga. <laughs> um, but am I, I, love am, I get, I'm, am I getting, I think everybody's starting to see, man. You just gotta not be afraid to showcase all that you do. Like, I got a call from, uh, like when I did Respect, I wasn't afraid to go flex my 
dramatic skill set. When I did On the Rocks, I'm doing different shit. I'm doing great movies. I'm doing shit that I just did this thing. Will hit me up, wanted me to do this episode of uh, Bel Air. Fire. I went in, I rocked that shit, man. I, I put my shit and he, you know, I put my shit down. I, I, I'm at a point where I'm just like, if it's great and there's great people, I'm gonna go be great in it. Let's go. Shout out, shout out to that. So, so understand, it's not about, you wanna, I wanna be the first phone call. That's what we're all striving to be. I wanna be the first phone call. And I don't wanna that. be just the first phone call for a broad comedy. I wanna be the first phone call for a romantic comedy. I won't be the first phone call for an action comedy. I won't be the first phone call for a drama. I won't be the first phone call for an action. Where do you think you had on the list right now? For... Uh, where do you think you had on the list right now? How many people do you think they call before they get to Marlon Wayans? I'm before you. <laughs> that's for that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact, buddy. <laughs> um, I'm somewhere between. Damon and Sean, uh, no joke. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't count the list. Right? I wouldn't say it's more than I, five people, bro. I don't think. I, I don't think you look at that list. I think looking at that list is the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'll know where I'm at on the list when the bat phone is ringing. When I'm saying, Nah, I can't do that because I got to do this. When I'm sitting there going, Nah, I want to do that Spielberg movie, but supposed to do this buddy action with Denzel. So, mm, right? I want the hard choices. I want rich people problems. I want, and that's what we're working for. So in the meantime, I just work. I'm not the dog that sits there waiting for them to kick the ball so I could chase it. Right. Like, I'm, I'm making balls. I'm telling you right now. You heard it I'm here first, everybody. Marlon makes balls and I need everybody to, okay. And you you play with balls and that's your problem. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do you play with go, balls. You better go make you some balls, nigga. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'm making the balls. I'm making the balls. I know. I know. You got that young that young shit. You got you got that hunger. You got that different. I'm what I'm trying to teach you is poise. What I'm trying to teach you is um, don't ever look over somebody else's into somebody else's garden. You stay focused on what you're trying to develop. I, I'm, and I want you to be happy for all your brothers that make it, if they make it before you, and if or when they make it after you. I think I'm happier than any comedian more than any comedian. That's why I, yeah. I know that. I think I know that. I salute. You, no, you I got, salute. You got, little, you got one of them little aliens in the back <laughs> of your brain. You ever seen them? Uh, what's that, that show? Peacemaker. You got one of them peacemaker aliens. <laughs> like, bro, oh, this is happy, happy. You open up them dreads, nigga. This little angry nigga. How the fuck that nigga? No, nigga? that's not true, fuck bro. That nigga. That nigga didn't even come on my podcast. Fuck that nigga. No, it was some niggas that left me on red, so fuck them niggas. I always always like Damon better anyway. (laughs) That's not true. But you know what it is? I'm a real nigga, bruh. Meaning, if I show you love and respect, I would appreciate if it's reciprocated. If I feel like it's not reciprocated, I'm finna be on some. But you know there's different levels to that shit. And that's what I want you to understand. I'm listening. You can't. You can't, depending on how busy and how big somebody is, 
you always have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt and give them the benefit of the doubt. And if you haven't communicated, you have to understand that they don't know. So don't create the story in your head of these niggas hating this and that. Sometimes niggas is busy. If I call Kev and that nigga don't hit me back, you talking about- That's Kev. I'm talking to niggas that, that ain't nigga on changed. TV. Fuck out of here, man. If, it, if it's, it's, one, it's one thing when niggas uh, popping and they got shit going on. And it's another thing when it's like, right. I'm really trying to throw you an alley-oop of anything. But, but understand life. Life is real. Hassan Minaj told me that. He said, you never personal, know what somebody else personal. is going through. Exactly. I agree. Nobody, I agree a thousand no, percent. No, nobody knows that I lost 34 people that I loved in the last two years. Nobody uh, knows right. the amount of damage and how broken I am inside. Yet I still show up to make people smile. I probably will have a nervous breakdown five years from now from all that I've been dealing with and put aside just to deliver smiles because I feel like that's my therapy. But nobody knows what you're going through. And if I held accountable everybody that wasn't there for me when I felt like they probably should have been, I'm wrong for that because they don't know what I've been through. You don't know what people go through, so you give them the benefit of doubt because one day you will want them to give you the benefit of doubt. Well, that's the point I was about to get to. I agree with what you're saying. Everybody wants you to give them the benefit of the doubt, but they don't want to give you the benefit of the doubt, meaning they want you to understand what they're going through, but they don't care what you're going through. You bend spoons. What you mean? When, when we bend spoons, that means that you have to see your own reflection. Before you bend that motherfucker around there and start looking at them funny. People, life is about looking at yourself in a mirror. And mm -hmm. then that influences other people. And if they're not influenced by that, then you understand where you are. Do you feel me? Like I, I know that I don't hold accountable, people accountable for things that they don't know about. Like if I was mad at you that you hit me up at my, when my mama died, that you didn't come to my mama's funeral, I'm wrong for that. Because- Are you? Uh, yeah, uh, no, but uh, I would be. Uh, I okay. would be, I'm just saying. I, so I ain't getting no invite. I would've came if you had told no, me. But, but do you understand that? But you could've called me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, no, but listen, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you should've. Right. I'm just saying that as, as, as a human, we often take in our sensitivity as people need to show up, but we're being sensitive. Sometimes it's like, I put the sensitivity on me and go, what more can I do to be of service to people, mm -hmm. right? Instead of me not being there for them and me holding people accountable, I'm asking myself to be disappointed by humanity. Why would I do that instead of, be an asset for humanity and always show up for people. I show up for everybody. You can ask anybody in my family, nigga. Hey, somebody in the hospital, nigga, I'm there. Somebody got their leg cut off, nigga, I'm there. Somebody graduating, nigga, I'm there. Somebody just had a baby, nigga, I'm there. Nigga, I'm there. Somebody need a podcast, nigga, I'm there. You here? Nigga, I'm there. That that's mm -hmm. how you show up. But as well as much as I show up, understand that I on the flip side. I don't hold people accountable for when they don't.
Right. Because that's wrong. That's not life's journey. Life's journey is not about looking at that man and judging them. That's going to give me anxiety. That's going to give me anger. That's going to give me displacement of my own soul. How old, how old before you got to that point? Because you wasn't always like that. So cut the shit, Marlon. Love, love is practice. I am. I've always been like this. I've, I, I have evolved thinking. I'm just meaning, a, meaning you've always I, no, been. Listen, I'm just at a point in my life where I'm old enough to where people be like, man, that makes sense. I've thought this way since I was like one. This is a practice of love. This isn't something I just do. This is a practice. This is the human that I am. This is the angel inside of me. I've always been this nigga, Justin. Have I changed from when whatever? I don't care what car I drive. Nope. I don't care what watch I got. I don't get. I don't even have watches and shit like that. Nigga, rob me. He's gonna be severely disappointed. You want, <laughs> you want this cheap ass couch, nigga? What you want? I ain't got shit. I ain't got oh, here. You want a, this silver ring that? Basically, I only wear this because it's telling me my heart rate. That, you want this? Go for it. It'll be severely disappointing. Because I, I the ring say your heart rate. That's some. Yeah, that's some. That's some rich nigga it's, shit. It's a ring that you put on your finger and tells you how you about your sleeping habits and um. It, it's a, it's. I'll tell you the name. I'm about to say who made that? Pay me. Okay, I pay you. It, no, it's called an aura. I so pay. Aura. You getting your free shot up, nigga? Y'all holler at me. Um, but um, it's an aura ring. But look, what I'm telling you is like, like even when you're doing podcasts, things like this, it's not just about industry perspective. The industry and the business is only part of the prism of life, right? You reflect from the inside out. My version or my, my the way I am in life is how I am in business, how I am in standup, how I am as a friend, how I am as a brother, how I am as a son, this is just who I am. Love is a practice. And it's the same way I love my art. I, I show up for myself. I never fail me. I get down dirty. I get it. Put me somewhere. I get it. I don't give a fuck if I'm hosting. I get it. I don't give a fuck if I'm, if I'm, I'm producing. I get it in. I don't give a fuck if I'm writing. I get it in. All day long, I, I, I get it in. So I'm preparing for when it's time to do anything. That nigga's gonna show up. I know that much, and he's gonna have fun. We have a great time doing it. One day it all comes together. And then it's like, where'd that nigga come from? I've been here for 30 years. Y'all just finally chose to trust the 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 artist, the scientist, and the businessman and the politician to put it all together to create this art. Somebody gonna make a hundred billion of. You you've uh you've already made people a hundred million, Marlon. You, your movie made a hundred. I said a hundred billion. billion okay, I'm about I, to say you already I made, made a billion. Yeah, I made several people a hundred million, just not hey, myself. <laughs> let, this is this is something that you said, um, uh, and I think a lot of people want to know why haven't y'all made a Wayne's Brothers like type movie in a while? What's the reason um, behind y'all stop making movies together? I think we're all on our own journey, and you know. I think you have to honor life and honor your own personal legend. It's not a choice. It's just something that happened. I don't sit there and go, I ain't never doing no movies with my brothers. When God presents that opportunity, I'm the first one there. But everybody is doing their own thing and that's okay. We've given, all have given so much to the legacy of Wayans. Right. That we all deserve to give to our own individual legacy of Marlon, Sean, Keenan, and Damon Kim. 
We deserve that. And when the Wayans got to come together and form like Voltron, nigga. Hey, Ivory, you you blue tiger, form the head. Let's go. We there. So it's, it's just a matter of timing. But it's not, you know, I love my family. When it's time, we there. And no, nobody going to do it like we do it. In the meantime, you know, we all just getting better. That's all. And then the nephews is coming. They getting better. Like, it, it's coming, man. I, I, I'm really excited for all that's coming our way. It's like, you know, the fact that I could do a show like Headliners, which comes out April 21st, which is, you know, showcasing a bunch fire. of really fire too. comedians that we all love that nobody really know about like that. Like, and they should. Tony Baker, uh, DC Irvin, Sidney uh, Castillo, Esau McGraw, uh, Shantae Wayans, like, and my, myself to bring that and present that, you know, I would love, can't wait for the next one. But, you know, Justin Hires in there, you fucking funny as fuck. It's gonna come a time, this is your synapse. Don't be mad at what God gave you. God gave you, I wanted you to go do the MacGyver's and this other shit. What I to tell you, you're gonna, it's gonna give you money. Now you can pay your bills. Now you can dive deeper into being an artist. Now you can dive deeper into being a stand-up. Now you can dive deeper into writing movies, developing movies, doing the rewrites, doing the work, getting turned down, going through the disappointment because <laughs> now you got the money to actually, right. at least my bills is paid right. and you can't hold on to shit. If you put it to the side, I've, I've done movies that I've held it on to for 12 years. Naked, I held on to for 12 years. They didn't want to do it then. I held on to it and kept doing rewrites and working on it. And then finally, we got to the right place and they wanted to do it. And I was at that point as an artist where for this budget, they want to make that happen. Yo, bet. Let's go. I got this really funny movie. Sex Tuplets. I had that for 14 years. That's crazy. It. People you, think you wrote that you, or someone, both of those movies, did you write them or someone brought them to you? Someone else, someone brought them to me. We developed wow. those projects for fucking... 12, 14 years. It takes time. Hey, Everybody I thinks it's overnight. Nothing's overnight, bro. Do the work. Stop giving yourself anxiety. I don't have anxiety. I just do the work, man. I show up for myself. I'm doing the work. That's the only thing that's important. Because when they ask you, when they call on you, and they anoint you, guess what you have to do? Work. So just get used to doing the work. Hey man, we about to get out of here in a sec. You were late. You know, technically I got eight minutes. Um, this is this is something I wanted to ask you, man, because a lot of people, Wayne's Brothers is an iconic TV show. Um, I'm glad it's on HBO Max right now. Um I've heard stars of shows say that people don't always know how difficult it is to run a show. Was it always fun on the Wayne's brothers or did you and your brother have to deal with, I don't know, network notes or the scripts or whatever the case to make that show as great as it was? Um, it's funny. I've never really bothered by network notes. Those, yeah. those notes, because the network, most of the time, I get bad when it's subjective. That's the only time I'll challenge that. When it's subjective. Meaning, what you mean by that exactly? Like, like what's an own, example? It's your own personal opinion of something about how you feel morally, not the company. 
Gotcha. But morally, as the executive, like this is how you feel. And that's the only time I question it because with comedy, it's for debate because, yeah, for us, we could talk about dark things, but the elixir is always the laugh. And if I went through the ooze and got the discomfort and I worked my way to this big laugh, you got to let me have that. I deserve that. The audience deserves this because that's comedy. The elixirs, the laugh. Look how big they laugh at the end of this. Look how they felt in the beginning, just talking about the topic and in the uncomfortable moments. But look at how they laugh at the end. And when people don't get that, I'm like, you don't, you're not understanding comedy. That's the only time I really debate or want to hold on. Um, but when it comes to network notes, they know what works on their platform. So, you know, they want what you want, which is optimal success. So right. I'm actually curious to hear their notes. And then as an artist, I sit there and everybody goes, man, they changing this, they changing that. No, they ain't. When they give you good notes and you give me detailed notes, Trust me, I'm going to go in and I'm going to attack those because that's creativity. But don't think that I'm one of those, don't be one of those artists that's too sensitive to listen to a note. Right. Give me the notes and then allow me to take a pass and really deconstruct. I'm going to put a detonator on the entire script. Bow! All right, now I'm going to put it back together piece by piece and add in your note. I'm not afraid to throw something out. Stop holding on to material because this is the best that you can make it. And when you get other ideas, you blow it up. Now it's expanded. Now it's better. It's greater than it once was. Now more people will put their eyes on it. Now it's more successful. Now the female audience really loves it. Now it's something that is more tasteful. Right. They know they're at least be respectful enough to listen. And, and now if you can't apply their note and it just doesn't work, that's one thing. But don't be lazy and don't be defensive. You have to be, when they give you a note, be respectful, listen, and really challenge yourself to go, how do I make that work? And as long as you try, and sometimes they'll see their note and be like, yeah, that was a terrible note. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they respect the fact that you tried. Right, right. So don't just don't be that guy. Hey, man, this is the last one. I'm gonna wrap up, man. I had so many questions, man. I, I appreciate your time, man. Um, This is the last one. I'm gonna wrap up on, man. What's one piece of advice? Or something you learned from Keenan, Damon, Sean and Kim and your mother or your parents? This whole entire interview. When Jules that's been bestowed hold on hold on me. before you go into that i mean like specific like what's one thing specifically damon said this keenan said that kim said this damon oh. well ivory would tell me you know always um hollywood is like a prison and every day this is shushing you have to dig your way out <laughs> Every day, you're going to do the work. And then one day, you look up, and booyah, and there's light. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. If you quit, you only fail when you quit trying. You could have been one more stroke away from daylight, mm. but you gave up. 
And that's why I just dig. Because that light on top of all that I've done, all the work that I've done, that's all I need is that somebody be like, yo, let's go. Whoever's that deep pocket with the best distribution that go, let's go. Oh, we about to make some money. We about, we about to make your stock climb. Just give me the, I want free license, free will to do what the fuck I want and get paid to be that dude. And I'm telling you, not only am I gonna blow mine up, but I'm gonna blow the next generation up, not just of weigh-ins, but next generation of comedians, because I know where to put them, how to place them. I'm Keenan Ivory Wayans, baby. Why we brother. just don't do a sketch show, bro? What what you don't think HBO message is doing? Uh we need it's needed in the landscape, bro. First of all, you know anything I'm thinking about that? And I just had this conversation with Rick and my people all week. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I'm, that's 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 already a done deal. I, I'll show you the text. Like, I literally woke up 3 o'clock in the morning and was like, I want to do a sketch show. Let me we got to, bro. First of all, niggas, 3 If I don't get that phone call, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel some type of way. I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, all that shit. Just don't be that nigga, please. Just don't be the, ah, how come he featured before me? Oh, no, no. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Oh, <laughs> you right. know what I used all to? Right. You, Listen. You, you know what they used to call me? Advice. This is what they call me. Advice, and he's going to talk about you. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. I was just, I had to thought. I was trying to have an organic conversation. My bad, nigga. Damon, you, Kim, Sean, what's the, what's the thing? Damon, Kim, Sean, what's the piece of advice? Uh, Kim's was Naz, which is my family nickname. Stop worrying about the box office and how much money things make. And the only thing's important is the experience. Mm. It's not about, you can't control success, baby boy. All you can control is the smiles that you create on the set. Have the best time. Be present. The presence, he said, the future, the, the past is in the past. The future, we don't know. But the presence is the gift. Mm. So be present. Enjoy the moment. Have as much fun as possible. And just create your families. And who cares if box office is successful or not? As long as you was pure in that moment, did the best that you could, mm. and you will, and you will always be happy. Um, Amen. I, mm, you can't be afraid to sit still. Nail yourself to the ground, and tell jokes. You already physical, nigga. Do you want to do blow up on stage like Daffy <laughs> Duck? Nail yourself to the seat and tell some jokes, tell some stories. Just get better at expressing truth. Jokes will come to you. Just be truthful. Sean. You fucking move too fast sometimes, stupid. You gotta take your time, you know? Everything ain't, you don't have to just take your time. You don't, you don't have to move like you wanna move. You do, sometimes you do too much. And sometimes you just gotta slow up and, 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 and take your time and, and create things from a place of, you know, a, a, a pure place of, of as an artist, not worried about the business of it. Just take your time. Don't, don't stop rushing, stupid. And then and, your and, parents. And, and stop working so hard. <laughs> you work so hard all the time. Sometimes work less, work smart, smarter, not harder. And then uh, your parents. Uh, my, my dad, best advice to me was, um, you know, Sean, be careful um, the things you say. 
because you have a superpower. Your tongue is sharper than any sword or knife, more powerful than any gun. Be careful what you say. If you honor your friends and people that you love, be careful of what you say, because those things can hurt, that you say you can't take back and they will damage them more than any knife, sword, or gun can ever. Mm. My mom, uh, best advice she ever gave me was, um, she was just always advice. And when I think of my mom, uh, it, she'd be like, you always be the hardest worker, outwork everybody, always follow through. You know, you go in for a job interview, you call them next week after, and you follow through. You say, hey, this is Marlon um, Wayans. I came in the interview, and you follow through. And then if they say, yeah, 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 you call them back the next week because you're showing them that you have initiative and that you're willing to follow through. See, your job is trying to find a job. So that's what they, <laughs> that's what they grade you on. It's how are you not only in the interview, but who's following up? Because finding a job is the job. Mm. But the most important thing my mother said to me is, baby boy, you are special. Nobody even knows how special you are. You are special as a person. You are special as a father. You are special as a son. You are special as an artist. And I know one day, you gonna be whatever you dream. And anybody that has to work with you is lucky. You keep doing you. You have beautiful things ahead. Mm. And I feel her lifting me. So that's why I say my best years ahead of me. Hey man, I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate your time. I love you. I want. I love I you want... too. Now stop being so bitter, nigga. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> Fuck you. Let me tell you the problem with niggas. When you try to open up the niggas, all they do is use the shit against you. Fuck you, nigga. That's what no, I have to say to you. No, no, nah, nah, nigga. That's when you open up to comedians. Hey, we're fuck all assholes. And we're all assholes, nigga. Because let me tell you something. He a sensitive ass nigga, too. Don't make no mistake. Marlon is a sensitive ass nigga, too, because he write these long ass fucking captions on his Instagram. So but mine shit, come out nigga. of love. Mine is always out of love. My never shit is about, out of love too. Never, never about doubting love. I love. Yeah. Love hard. Yeah. One day we go home. Who cares about all the other shit? And all I right? want you, and the last thing I want you to know too is the only reason I talk so much shit to you is because I feel close to you and I feel like I can open up to you, bro. And you, I listen. I, the only way I talk to you is the same way I talk to my closest of niggas. I listen. Yeah. When you ask me to show up, I show up. Appreciate you, bro. Love you, man. Love this has been Urban Legend Podcast. Peace.